Good day, Parisian Goos. Welcome to another freaking mini-sode of Halloween is Forever. I'm Brian. I'm Steve. Uh-oh. Hey, wait, wait. <laughs> Did Meg get kidnapped? No. Is she ransomed? <laughs> what happened? No, no, that's Me- a di- no, it can't be ransomed. That's a totally different genre. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not true. our genre. <laughs> that's true. And also, uh, I have a fairly... Um, I'm fairly confident in saying that if Meg was kidnapped... Shh, they would try to give her back pretty quickly. They would give up on the whole, you know, ransom idea and try to give her back because um, she can't be tied down, right? She can't be she 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 can't be controlled. She's a maniac. She's going to stab somebody in the neck. There are easier kidnap victims. I'm saying. Yeah, at some point, the loss of henchmen just like <laughs> it just builds too much like yeah. it, it's it's a real cost loss profit thing and she's can't... gonna be giving everyone like double clotheslines mm-hmm. it's just yeah it's gonna be a problem so can't... but <laughs> every time you visit the prisoner you can't be getting suplexed <laughs> <laughs> i just it's it seems like there's easier people to kidnap but um mega will not be joining us today so so the boys is solo and unsupervised and uh we've already almost forgot to start recording a couple times rowdy time. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting we're getting rowdy we're getting weird um and uh yeah it's probably gonna be a fucking disaster but this is uh, a little bit of a fun um topic we've not done a show like this in the past we are just going to do a little kind of 2021 recap where we're going to talk about some of our favorite uh, new horror flicks that came out in 2021, discuss them, just kind of loosey-goosey. We're not going to, we are going to spoil the the ever-loving shit out of them. So FYI, uh, we will, um, we are going to be spoiling all these movies in some capacity, not necessarily every little detail, but we are going to talk about things, so if you have not seen them, fair warning now. Yeah, so so this should be fun. We also have uh, our February uh, topic to discuss because we have landed on a a, a topic uh, for uh, our next showdown episode in the month of February. But before we do that, uh, just because Meg is near doesn't mean we can't drink some beers. What do you got? I have got something that's very appropriate for the time it's the uh you know it's the trogues nugget nectar oh the nectar's out yeah yeah, yeah. i haven't gotten any yet people yeah. are uh people are all horned up for that thing always always yeah which is funny because i listen i've been drinking that beer for a long time i remember when we were in college us coming go, coming back over the pa border to try to buy up all the nugget nectar um and just buying cases and cases of it and it is an absolute yummy beer um and i think about it kind of in the same way as sierra nevada celebration which is also a lovely beer but uh just a fucking IPA, guys. It's fine. It's just like a, <laughs> it's just like a slightly malty, you know, a little bit more malty than typical West Coast IPA. That's literally all it is. Yes, um, but, but you, you have to understand, like, you get why this is so special nowadays, when every gloop glop and you know haze and everything mm-hmm. else has the same flavor profile. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is definitely it's just why funny. It's just funny that like all of a sudden people are like, damn, remember like 
there's like a there's some novelty to just like a clean drinkable IPA that only comes mm-hmm. out once a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh my god, dude, this is so good. I'm like, you fucking know you can get beers like this all year round from like 30 breweries. <laughs> I can name them. Um, I think the idea too is like when something like this comes out, then you know it's fresh. Right. Whereas, like, if you go hunt, you know, you you go look for, uh, you know, whatever the fuck it is, Stone IPA or something else that would kind of be in this realm, you know, Two Hearted or whatever, you know, it might be fresh, it might not be super fresh, and you know when this one hits, you know, you mm-hmm. grab it up and it's going to be fresh. I I know that's why I make sure to to buy a, you know, this and Sierra Celebration and all that stuff. But um, I do crack up with the fact that it's like, dude, this beer's so fucking good. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. There's tons of beers just like that that are great. Um, but uh, in any case, I am drinking a little beer from uh, the brewery that I talk about almost every other show, um, which is Notch Brewing, and I've got the this uh, their beer called the Standard, which is their twelve degree uh, Czech Pills. So um, I am drinking their eight degree last night. I've got their ten degree in the fridge. I've been drinking. Now I got the twelve degree. <laughs> so pretty much. All I drink is various strength check pale lagers these days. That's uh, that's essentially it. But um, I've got my check mug, and it's just listen. It's snowy. It's a snowy uh, weekend afternoon. Um, you know what? It's a good day to just swig on some loggies in in the house and look out the window. Although I do need to go out and shovel my driveway after we're done here, which I'm not looking forward to. But uh, let's not worry about that, guys. Let's not worry about chores. Let's talk about some freaking horror movies. We, well, we didn't vote. Well, I did vote. But uh, everyone else voted, too, uh, on what our topic was going to be for February. And, Steve, make sure I don't screw this up. What what else do we have uh, for? We had um, 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 okay. um, 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 horror comedy. Horror yeah. comedy, yeah. <laughs> right. And then um, big top horror, mm-hmm. which is what I voted for. And um, what was the last one? Cars. Something about cars. Killer, killer, killer cars. cars. Yeah, yes. which is what Kill- I voted for. Did you? Yeah, I would have liked yeah. that. I mean, honestly, all of them are good. Um, but uh, horror comedy ran away with it. Yeah. I think it doubled the other two votes, uh, which not surprising. But again, I was kind of hopeful that that we would do because I just went and talked about Killer Clowns pretty much. Um, but it is going to be horror comedy, which is an equally lovely topic. And there's a lot of fantastic movies. Um, and I started thinking through Steve, the one I texted you about the other night, uh, the the Boxer's Omen. Did you watch that? I didn't get to watch it. I <laughs> I found it on a, like a strange streaming website, but I couldn't find it in my other usual places. I find movies. Really? Yeah. yeah, I just found it on YouTube. Oh, um, oh, it's on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah whole movies on YouTube. I'll go watch it there. Um, but uh, yeah, so I watched that. I watched some other real wacky shit. I watched Nine Six Four Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Like a bunch. Of, I just been on a tear of like just really bizarre Japanese horror cyberpunk nonsense kind of movies um (laughs) and these movies i'm sitting there watching like is this horror comedy i feel kind of like there's definitely a a humorous element to it you know Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah so we'll we'll listen we'll iron out all those details but next month in february we will be showing down on each other (laughs) do not like the way that sounded we are going to (laughs) be showing down on each other you know what i'm talking about uh on some damn horror comedy uh which should be really really fun if in the future, you have any desire to help us pick these topics or suggest topics, which 
I did get some fun suggestions when I put out a little call for for some, um, I think it was last week on Instagram. Follow us over on Instagram or on the Twitters or on the whatevers. Um, just search Halloween is forever. Um, or if you want to shoot us an email, um, it's at Halloween is forever pod at gmail.com or just, you know, slide into the old DMs uh, for the uh, the Instagram or the Twitter or whatever. Typically speaking, I think everyone's kind of figured this out by now who follow us, follows us, but I run the uh, the Instagram. Steve does the Twitter. Um, so I think most people figure that. <laughs> and Meg has posted one and a half TikToks <laughs> in the last six months. I do not know, again, do not understand TikTok or know what it is. And pretty much Facebook is just stuff that we post from, from Instagram and Twitter. So um, yeah, those are pretty much the places to find us, Instagram and Twitter. We act like we do all the other shit. We don't. That's pretty much it. Um, but in any case, if you want to vote for these things, we put those polls up um, on Instagram and on Twitter so you can vote. Uh, also, uh, maybe needless to say, but the uh, the offer still remains. If you if you write us a review, which I think you can write reviews on Spotify now, which I still haven't looked at that, um, or on certainly Apple Podcasts. If you write us a review, give us the 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 appropriate number of stars or fucking thumbs up or whatever. Uh, shoot me a little DM, and I'll send you some stickers, some Halloween's Forever stickers in the old mailbox. Um, cool. All right, let's get into some motherfucking movies. We tried to pick ones that uh, a couple, ones we haven't talked about already at, at length on the show, like, for example, Candyman, which I don't know that Candyman would have been on my list uh, of, of, like, my favorite ones of the year. Maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. Uh, Halloween Kills, right? We didn't really, not that, again, not that that necessarily would have been on my list either, well. but... <laughs> But uh, but we're not going to talk about that stuff because we already have full blown ass episodes on those. Which go back in the feed, listen to them. They're 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 fun fun shows. We're going to talk about some ones that we haven't really chatted up on the show here next. So, is there one you want to jump into first? Because there's a couple we've both seen, and then there's a few we're going to talk about that only you or I have seen. Right. I think I think we would best serve by hitting a movie that we didn't. Uh, we, we only mentioned in passing a couple times and like, mm -hmm. I think I mentioned on another podcast cause I had just seen basket case. Oh yeah. And yeah. it's very relevant to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the, the podcast was about basket case, but I had just mm -hmm. seen this movie, mm -hmm. uh, right before it and yeah, malignant. Yeah. Wow. What a. What a surprise. <laughs> it was such a fucking fun movie. I had a blast <laughs> with that movie and you know what? It, it just was all over the place in terms of teasing, um, kind of undercutting, and then ultimately surpassing my expectations <laughs> um, mm -hmm. in that. So it's a James Wan. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Did James Wan direct it or did he was he just a producer? He directed it. Did he direct it? Okay. Yeah. Because I watched another movie recently and I forgot. Oh, no, no, no. I was I'm, I'm watching that uh, that uh, 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 Archive 81. And oh, okay. he he's like a producer, I think, on that. Um, yeah. But he didn't direct it. But yeah, Malignant, he, he directed. And uh, so I'm not like a I don't dislike James Wan movies, but I'm not super into like, you know, all, all his different, you know, the uh, conjuring universe and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So he's he's had a wild career so far. Yeah, because obviously, oh, obviously, real. he started with Shaw, uh, Saw, which yeah. we all know. 
And right. then like he landed the he landed Insidious, which you know that I think that I think the first I Insidious, like Insidious. Yeah. yeah. I think the That's first probably was, the one that like I think of the most mm-hmm. um you know, I think of the, the have the most positive feelings about of of his movies prior to this one. Yeah. And then he got Fast and the Furious Seven and Aquaman. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking strange. <laughs> he touches on he goes from like a, not obscure. I mean, they were you know decent budget you know movies. Obviously, the Saw franchise became like a big iconic franchise. Mm-hmm. But then to go to like the two biggest and frankly just broiest of uh movie franchises yeah. <laughs> in fast and the furious and like a marvel movie like come on it's got fucking jason momoa in it and like vin diesel and the rock and the other one or whatever yeah i don't even know i haven't watched any of the fast and the furious movies since i think the second one i think i tokyo drifted one time that's literally all i know <laughs> about that franchise i watched the first one um i don't know anything about them they look fucking terrible i'm sure they're entertaining enough but yeah, no, it's just it is just like background noise you shut off. Like when you need to escape, it's just the same as like Marvel movies and everything. It's, it's like just the Transformer noise. films and mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just noise. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, he's been all over the damn place. Yeah. It's just yeah, but like you were saying, it, yeah, it's just funny to go from like these these horror movies to like these this super bro testosterone stuff. Yeah. But then like in after that, that he still makes malignant. Which is such a, I I don't know, I I would suggest go watching Red Litter Media, Mm -hmm. their review of Malignant, because they have some interesting takes about it. I have not yet. You told me that before, and I still haven't done it. I'm just saying to the audience as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, go watch that. Wait, there's an audience? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's like... (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ, you just tell me this now. There's a couple people, I think Meg will get this episode eventually. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't just be wearing, which you can't see, but I'll show show Steve. I'm just wearing long underwear. (laughs) I'm wearing white long underwear, top and bottom, and then a flannel over the top. That is the most Midwest thing I've seen today, and I'm I'm not... Guys, just be thankful there is no video feed for my <laughs> saggy draws. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's just such a wild, it's such a wild movie. Let, let's do, let's do this one more time. Let's remind her that we're about to spoil the living shit out of this movie, and mm-hmm. this is a movie that you don't want to spoil. So right. sh- sh- you know, if you haven't seen it and you care at all, shoot forward a, a, a couple minutes because um, there is definitely uh, going to be spoilers abound in a movie that doesn't deserve to be spoiled. Um, I thought the thing that I loved about this, and I saw other people talking about it, is like. It reminded me of a conversation we had on the show. I don't remember what episode it was, but we were talking about how I love campy movies, mm-hmm. and a, but I don't like movies that are trying to be campy necessarily. Sometimes they pull it off. Sometimes they don't. But I tend to like ones where they're like a little bit more earnest, you know, mm-hmm. and the camp comes from budget restrictions or people being bad at their job, you know, th- things like that. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie honestly does something very different than both of those because it's obviously extremely well-made movie and it delivers on this weird campy twist but in a in a self-aware way but it does not feel necessarily like tongue-in-cheek wink wink nod nod 
Yeah. It does, but it doesn't. It takes it like ridiculously seriously and just, uh, I don't know. It's just, it feels earnest, although it is not, um, there is nothing accidental about the movie. You know what Absolutely I mean? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> yeah. It, it is, it is so expensive. <laughs> like yeah. for a horror film, this is wildly expensive. What was the budget? Do you, do you, I mean, have, just, do you know? Just anything. Just the way it looks. Like, cause you yeah, just oh, see I'm how- sure it is. You can yeah. just see it all on the on like the the stages, the sets. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, I imagine just an enormous amount of. Obviously, there's quite a bit of CGI uh, in mm-hmm. the movie, but it doesn't feel over the top. No, it does feel over the top, but it feels yeah. natural. Yeah, it's way over the top. I shouldn't say that, but it feels kind of natural. It, it in, feels in, natural because, again, the size of the budget. Like it, it yeah. feels. I'm, I'm guessing it's probably like possibly a 10 to 20 million dollar budget on this yeah possibly that would sound that would sound fair uh, yeah you the, would know better than me but it's um it's so <laughs> i heard all these things about this movie right and i was a little late to the game seeing it i see, I think i saw it like a month after it came out or three weeks after it came out so everyone was already talking about it but i didn't get any spoilers which was great but i did get this you just fucking wait. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people like, wait, there's a cr- this crazy, you know, I don't even know if somebody necessarily said there was like a twist because I wouldn't even necessarily. It is a twist, but it's not M. Night Shyamalan twist. You know what I mean? Right. It's kind of after seeing it and then going back, they give you all the the breadcrumbs, you know what I mean? To kind of figure out what's going on a little bit. They just don't tell you how to kind of put them together or, or follow them, I guess. Um, and then when, the, so it lures you into a false sense of security or not a false sense of security. It lures you into thinking that, um, this is just going to kind of be kind like I said, I knew it wasn't going to be boring. I knew there was some sort of big twist thing, but it's still like halfway through. I'm like, is it really gonna come? You know what I mean? Like, what's right. gonna, what's happening here? Like, the, not that I didn't enjoy it, but yeah, I, I think it's mostly because like the opening sequence is so mm-hmm. disconnected. The opening yeah. sequence is so much B horror movie, and yeah. I think one of my favorite memes that I saw come like after this movie came out was like somebody posted like somebody posted the still frame of like mm-hmm. remember how Aquatine movie or Aquatine mm-hmm. started. With yeah, the, yeah. With the castle and Doctor Weird and Steve. Yep. Uh, yeah. With them lightning striking and yeah. all that. Somebody yeah, yeah. posted that and just said malignant twenty twenty one. Like, yeah, that's, that's what it felt like. Yeah, that's how it well, begins. It begins. Well, in a that's why you knew and, it was going to happen because it starts out like that. And you're like, oh fuck, some, this is going to get wild. And then for the next hour, it's 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 well made and it's entertaining, but just it's completely disconnected from what that intro was mm-hmm. for the most part. Right. Um, and there's all these, you know, supernatural. Oh, she's seeing these murders happen, but it's almost dead. It almost reminded me of dead zone or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, holy fucking shit. You learn that she has basically like a, uh, like a homunculus kind of situation yeah, she... or a, <laughs> or a, a yeah, a Siamese, not a Siamese twin, but a uh, conjoined type of uh, twin. Had, what do they call it? She has a quado. Yeah, she has pretty a, much. She has a quado out the back she of her head. F- Full-blown as quado on the back of her yeah. head. Um, I was which total, might be I a was, shirt, by the way. Full-blown quado. <laughs> I was totally wrong. I was what? off by about 20 million. Yeah. It's How a 40 it's it? a 40 million dollar movie. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a lot of money. 
yeah, it's uh, but yeah, it's on the screen. I mean, you could tell yeah. this is this was not a cheap, cheap little independent flick, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the uh, she's got a full blown quado. Um, she's got a damn person on the back of her head that that kind of takes control of her brain, and then she kind of phases in and out of the consciousness of uh, uh she has a conjoined um uh sibling mm-hmm. that they share a brain right so 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 they go back and forth from who is controlling their brain and when the the quado sibling on the back of her head's controlling the brain she walks in reverse yeah. <laughs> and does all of her crazy you know uh later you know almost matrix like or later resident evil movie like fighting moves <laughs> Backwards, <laughs> everything backwards, joints, everything, um, which is fucking rad. I mean, it really is it, to, to go from this weird supernatural dead zone type of thing to a full on weird reverse fight scene. And the way that her hair, obviously she has hair on the back of her head, but like they just kind of pull the hair to the side. So it looks like it's like parted down the middle for the quado twin it's just fucking strange <laughs> and the face is like really small too and when i used to work in haunted houses and stuff when we were in college my cousin had this co- this costume that he would wear when we worked in these house you know as like haunt actors and it was like a little shrunken head mm-hmm. you know kind of thing yeah and that's what it reminded me of <laughs> so much every time i saw it 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 it, it reminds me of like uh the the covers for i think it's the original ring where it's just like the black hair over a face and then like just the eye peering out and everything yeah it's just that but like it's a little monster man (laughs) yeah it's a little monster with like little weird teeth and stuff it's uh it's it's fucking wild so it's um, so bizarre that they like i love it because, I mean, I just love the movie because it's so like reckless. Like I said, it's I love 40 that they mi- spent forty million dollars yeah. on a little tiny quato head movie. It's forty million dollars of recklessness, and it's just like <laughs> people were super mad about it, and I love that. And like James Wan spent forty million to make like a B movie. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't. He didn't even really drag any. Not to say like the people who are in the movie are bad actors or anything. No, but like. Nobody who's in the movie is like super big at the moment. No, it's not Jennifer Lawrence or something, Mm-mm. you know, as as uh, as as the lead. Yeah, it's it's all the money is in the effects, the animation, you know, the the CGI animation and all that sort of yeah. stuff. So and, and just like wild, huge sets. Yeah, like, yeah. That house is huge. The yep. the police station is huge for some reason, which you find out is purposeful later. Like right. it's, the only reason it's huge is so they can have a huge fight scene. Fucking wild ass <laughs> fight scene, Matrix style fucking yeah. fight scene. Yeah. And then the uh, that that underground Seattle, the the old. Oh Seattle. yeah, yeah. I forgot about yeah, that. That and, and it's such a weird thing to put in a movie, but it's also like <laughs> so much to put in a movie because they, yeah, I, I'm assuming they built more giant ass sets of yeah. this this, uh, not pre colonial, but um. Like pre nineteen hundreds, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle that was that wound up like just falling into disrepair and they built the city on top of it, which is like a real thing. Like you can do you know, tours. Oh, of, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've seen I've never done them, but I've seen right. people yeah, post stuff online about it or whatever. But yeah, it's just it, I, I I agree. That that's the most attractive thing about it is that it does feel like a 
kind of just a fuck you mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. You know, I'm going to spend $40 million on the stupidest movie in the world. Not, <laughs> not that it's stupid. It's really entertaining yeah. and well done, but just on the stupidest concept in the world, right. I guess. Um, like, I just watched, like... <laughs> I just watched, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. Now, this is not even close. This is like a really low budget, stupid thing. But the concept just reminds me of it. Have you seen Butt Boy? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I just watched Butt Boy the other day. And I'm just like, this is not that far off. Like, obviously a little bit. But it just feels like somebody spending $40 million on Butt Boy. Right, yeah. And you actually see them going up in, you know, the 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 colon and everything. And then there's like people living in the colon. Sorry for spoiling Butt Boy for you. We told you ahead of time. There's spoilers. We didn't say for which movie. Sorry we spoiled Butt Boy. Um, But it's really, it would be fantastic if James Wan, yeah, remade $40 million remake of Butt Boy. Um, If I was, if it was a -a Make-A-Wish situation (laughs) and I was like... I'm trying to fit like anything. You can ask anything. Yeah. I would be like, James Wan, will you remake Butt Boy for forty Make million dollars? <laughs> Half dead on like a gurney. Remake Butt Boy. Make Butt Boy. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed the hell. We could probably talk about Malignant for an hour. Oh, for uh, sure, for sure. It was so fun, but yeah, De- it's it's hey. definitely worth seeing. Just I don't know at this point if you don't know to not get mad at the movie because I think that's one of the things people went in looking for the next Annabelle or the Nun or whatever, and yeah. I think a lot of people marketed this movie as like an American Giallo, which yeah, there's okay. elements of, there's yeah, elements. I of. can see that, yeah. But that's not what it is. It's a monster movie. <laughs> right. F- full on, you know, that it's like disguised in a little bit of like a supernatural mystery type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then it goes full on crazy, wacky monster creature feature type of thing. Yeah. Um, so fun. I, I find I haven't seen a lot of negativity about it, um, but I imagine the people who are diehard fans of like Annabelle and stuff like that, which is maybe not. Not not to shit on those movies. They're really well made. And if you like them, you like them. Like it, it, They're just not my cup of tea. So I think a lot of people that I interact with are more, um, you know, dirt balls like me that watch just mm-hmm. absolute bullshit. And they appreciated this, I think, more yeah. um, than, and, than some of the other stuff. That and he it's does. probably probably a little bit of a generational thing, because like I, I think James Wan is probably like around our age. If not, I think he's probably a little bit older than us. Yeah, he's probably in his 40s or something, maybe. So, like, he's had experience with this, and, you know, generationally, a lot of kids have grown up with these super clean films, like The Conjuring Mm -hmm. and Annabelle and Insidious. You have, like, the super clean horror, but this movie is a total throwback to, like, I mean, I mentioned it at the top, Basket Case. This is $40 million basket case. Oh, yeah. Yeah, th- you can definitely see a lot of lot of uh, similarities there. Yeah, and it doesn't lose the charm. That's the mm-hmm. thing that I that I like about it. Like Basket Case, it's actually it's now that come to think of it, there one of the things I really love about Basket Case is, again, it's a low budget, obviously B movie type of thing, but they manage to make something with no money. A weird stop motion rubber doll yeah. that has no personality. They made it creepy and scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this instance, they took something that should be super stupid right. and made it really cool. But they 
they made it. They, it took forty million dollars to make it <laughs> look shitty and and cool. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like it's like in, it's a turn basket case inside out. Right. That's what this movie <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. The 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 Quado's name is Gabriel. Like there's so many different <laughs> elements that went into. I making, like that we're just calling him a Quado. Yeah, now. It's a <laughs> That's a species. Yeah. Quado. Species of Quado. <laughs> but yeah. there's so many little things that went into making it work effectively so like mm-hmm. there there was an animatronic puppet there is the cgi that yeah. for you know when the super big stunts but then like also you're hiring stunt actors to do the backwards fighting because right. like they did they did do some of it practically so yeah. it's like there's so that he put in a lot of work into making this dumb concept work and it's great <laughs> yeah yeah the the scene the reveal of the face mm-hmm. in in the jail cell mm-hmm. And then just starts ripping apart all the other um, inmates is just so fucking it's so cool. Great. First of all, I'm a sucker for any scene in a like a holding cell like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just a classic. Like uh, you know, every '80s movie I feel like had this scene of like somebody who's doesn't fit. Be you wouldn't imagine being in like the 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 holding cell yeah. downtown yeah. kind of thing with all the 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 you know sex workers and 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 drunks and people that got picked up off the street like every sitcom had that yeah. you know what i mean like i can't remember specifically but i guarantee you there's a family matters episode where urkel is is in a, a freaking um, oh, yeah, holding yeah. cell with a butt you know what i mean um and they took that super trite you know, kind of trope, trite trope, my goodness. And then uh, the alliterations through the roof. And then they, and then, uh, and then, yeah, spent a bajillion dollars to make it the most like fucking epic scene. Yeah. That, like, yeah. That jail sale looks so anachronistically populated of like yeah. the dregs of the 70s are some reason in this 2021 jail. <laughs> Yeah. But like the, it all works. It's yeah, it's yeah. an amazing scene. It's like you went to nineteen like seventy two Times Square and just round, yeah. rounded up some people and stuck them in Everybody the, in the it's time pretty machine. Much from, pretty much from fucking uh, uh, um, yeah, yeah, from basket, basket case. case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went, he went to the streets of basket case. Everybody in. All right, everybody in the time machine. Come on, you want to get tore up? All right, come yeah. on over. We'll get, we'll get you back in no time. But I'll give you some pizza and a you know, couple bucks. <laughs> All right, we got to get off malignant, or else this is just going to turn into a full malignant episode. Cast. Um, you want me to? You want me to uh, talk about one? Sure, go ahead. What's something you saw in twenty twenty one? I saw uh, a little flick called "My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To," um, which, when I heard that that title, I was like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" Like, <sighs> is this going to be some like really like artsy fartsy like wannabe a twenty four shit? Like, it's going to be over the top, but. And, and, and to a certain extent, it, it was a little bit, mm-hmm. but it was really, really, really well done. So um, so I, I'm, I'm wondering if I should if I should read a little synopsis or something like this in the movie, because it is a fairly uh, uh, hard to describe plot again not really i'll just do i'll I'll do it in a nutshell instead of reading this so um essentially it's this it's these three siblings uh two brothers and their sister the sister seems like the perhaps the oldest uh of the lot she's definitely runs the show she definitely is kind of the responsible one if you will but they are like extremely um um uh kind of insular family unit 
the three of them. Um, and you come to realize pretty darn quickly, again, spoilers, because I think there is some value in, you know, if you haven't seen this, going in blind, uh, which I knew going in that it was a vampire flick, but I did not know anything else about it. Yeah. Um, I just knew it was kind of a unique vampire flick. Yeah, I saw so, I saw the trailer and I was able to yeah. glean that much from it that it was like either some sort of zombie or vampire yes. type of curse thing going on. Right. So they're young. I think it's the youngest uh, brother. Um, he is a vampire. Um, he is uh, kind of like sickly, like not aggressive. He's just he's very kind of like sweet and innocent and like repressed and sheltered to a point where he has like very very low um social iq kind of um and his two again i don't know the ages but i'm just going to assume older siblings are kind of taking care of him a little bit and they have to bring him blood Mm. (laughs) um and they uh go out and and kind of prey on vulnerable people in the community whether it be you know sex workers or homeless people whatever and like brutally murder them and basically feed them to their younger brother damn um or else he's gonna die and it's like we don't want to do this you know he they they don't they hate doing it the the younger brother is the one who's kind of being i don't say manipulated because he's he's certainly his own you know person who makes his own decisions but the he has having second he doesn't want to do it anymore okay he doesn't want to let his brother die but he doesn't want to do it anymore um and the sister is the one who is kind of you go back and forth between thinking of her as almost like a villain in in some way um because this kid her brother has like he has no quality of life you feel really bad for him he wants to go out and play with other kids he wants to have he's not a kid he's like he reminds me of a michael jackson type character you know character where he's like he is obviously i would say like supposed to be in his like late teens or 20s maybe even late maybe even older than that he looks very young he's i forget what the actor's name but he was in like uh what was the name of that movie uh very dark Oh, very dark times or something like that. Uh, boy, what was the name of here? I'll look it up real quick. Uh, Thomas something or other, but he's he's really good. He is uh, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, uh, no, 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 no. no. T- oh, no, no, no. Tim Thomas. Uh, well, you said Timothy Chalamet. I was like Tim- Thomas is his name in the movie. Uh, Owen Campbell is okay. his name, um, and he is in uh, Super Dark Times. Is the name of the movie? If you've ever seen that one, that's a really good one too. He's really the only person here I recognize. But he wants to go out and he, he's very like baby fit. He looks really young. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he wants to go out and like play with, you know, children and stuff like that. But they have to keep inside. Of course, he can't be in the sunlight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's almost like this take on like um, on like uh, uh, terminal illness. You know what I mean? And like having like a, a family member that's terminally ill that you have to like sacrifice all this for to take care of. Um, and the, the brother like wants to kind of live his life and he certainly doesn't want to kill people anymore, but the, the sister is like, no, you have to do this. We have to do this. And, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, you kind of feel empathetic for everyone involved Mm -hmm. because, and, and it eventually, you know, ends in a, in a pretty, um, 
tragic way. And uh, yeah, it's 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 certainly not a feel good movie. You're not going to walk out like you've walked out from Malignant going, oh, fuck, that was rad. <laughs> this is like pretty dark, pretty uh, um, um, kind of uh, it's not slow necessarily, but it does do a lot of those kind of like lingering shots that really um, drive home the kind of like melancholy nature of their existence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I just thought it was really very unique, interesting take on the kind of vampire lore where the vampire is the most empathetic, sympathetic character uh, in, in the movie. Right. So, yeah. but it was fun. Interesting. I, I, yeah. I, I liked it. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, it sounds like something I want to watch. I mean, I did watch the trailer. It's just, I haven't gotten around to it. So yeah, yeah, there's too many movies, but <laughs> yeah, I know. They, yeah, we were talking about this. I I think in 2020, I was watching stuff like crazy. I mean, a lot of you know, tons of free time in 2020 for a lot of us and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not to say there wasn't <laughs> that much in 2021, but I just was like 2020. I was like ravenously consuming every new movie that came out, and then this past year in 2021, I feel like I just went back and watched a bunch of old movies. Yeah. I definitely didn't watch as many new movies, but there were a lot of great stuff that came out, but I absolutely didn't watch as many new movies last year as I did the prior year. Yeah. And it, there was just such a deluge of films that came out as well in 2021 because like productions were set back. Yeah. And like, I'm thinking of a movie now that like I watched and it's, it's kind of horror adjacent. So I'll talk about it real, real quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Movie called silent night. And oh, okay. it's a it's a black comedy with uh, Kira Knightley, okay. and basically it's set at you know there's this force this cloud that's going around mm-hmm. the world just killing everybody, yeah. And so it's about like a bunch of families sheltering in place at this vacation home, waiting basically for the world to end. Yeah. Uh, but it's very like dark and humorous in the way that they're trying to ignore everything around them they're trying mm-hmm. to ignore the end coming you know they're just trying to have this sounds Christmas. really familiar now yeah, that yeah. you said this yeah. but yeah. It, yeah and the story overall isn't like terribly revolutionary or anything but it, it's you know it's amusing it's a fun watch but it's also mm-hmm. very of the time and i also just found I found it interesting because the way it read i was reading about it because it felt like something that was made during the pandemic yeah but it was actually it actually seems like it was filmed before the pandemic mm-hmm. but it was finished it's kind of a happy accident yeah that but it, it was finished afterwards so it, yeah. like it was filmed mostly in 2019 but then finished 20 2021 so gotcha. interesting film i'd say check it out uh yeah i will i'm a i'm a big christmas horror fan you yeah. know this so yeah. <laughs> uh, i gotta check it out i will watch christmas horror movies all year long i don't give a shit <laughs> i think you'll like it um yeah. but the a film that definitely was of like the pandemic time that I wanted to talk about was In the Earth, which yeah. was directed by Ben Wheatley, uh, a field in England. You and you <laughs> and your goddamn Ben Wheatley. <laughs> I, I've come to really like him actually. Yeah. Uh, my first introduction to him was when uh, when you forced us to watch the fucking a Field uh, in England. S- so such a bizarre movie, <laughs> which I st- I'm going to go back and rewatch because I really enjoyed it, and I still haven't went back and rewatched it. But yeah, I think. Uh, I think in the earth you'll find a lot of the similar themes as the field mm-hmm. in England. Um, maybe you won't get as much out of it as you would uh, his other stuff. Did you see High Rise? No, no. You were telling me about that. That's like his action one, right? No, no, no. That's Free Fire. Oh, okay, okay. But both no, of, I haven't seen either. Both. 
yeah yeah <laughs> but uh his, the film he put out in 2021 was in the earth and mm-hmm. it very much feels like a pandemic movie because it's a super small cast it's very okay. limited uh the film itself is about like scientists working out in the woods looking they're they're investigating plants because they're trying okay. to find a cure to a pandemic Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty relevant. Yeah. Very relevant. Um, and it just descends into like, spoiler alert. Yeah. No one will take it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's why they're trying to find it in plants. If you do it holistically, as we're finding yeah. that CBD and weed apparently stops COVID. <laughs> That's the only reason I haven't got it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, it's very possible. <laughs> But uh, again, also like a field in England because that was only like five people in it. So, yeah. Yeah. This is like a six person cast and you actually spend more time with just like four people uh, out mm. in the woods. It, it's like a park ranger and a scientist. And then you just have these two competing forces of science and like ritualistic nature. And they're represented by two different people of, you know, split ideologies. Mm-hmm. And then it ends in a weird, <laughs> a very, very weird fashion, <laughs> as, nice. as Ben Wheatley is tend to do. So. Yeah, that that that'll suck me in because I uh, I like any. Uh, if you just tell me this movie gets fucking weird, mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for it. Yeah, yeah, you could tell me anything and I would watch it. Yeah, it it it, it gets weird and then it ends very very weird. It it nice. ends in you know, very similar to the way a field in England had that very trip scene. Yeah, there's a very trip scene at the end of this film as well. So, okay, yeah, is it have that similar kind of psychedelic kind mm-hmm. of feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 cool. Yeah, uh, the I also just wanted to bring this movie up though because of what Ben Wheatley's next film is, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you saw what was announced, what he's directing next. No. He's directing no. Meg Two. <laughs> the Meg Two, the like Meg, Meg two. the Giant yes. Shark. Yes, yes. <laughs> Jason Statham's The Meg 2. (laughs) Is this a joke? Is this a horrible joke? (laughs) How does that make any fucking sense? I don't know, and I'm super excited. Unless, (laughs) I mean, unless the shark, like, is on LSD or something like that, that's the only way this fucking makes sense. Because the Meg, and so I watched The Meg on a plane. So like that gives you a little bit of yeah like it's a I I only watch these like big crazy disasters like the the most recent Godzilla movies mm-hmm. I I watch them all on planes sure um so so I watched the Meg on a plane and I was like God damn it this movie's stupid but like it made this flight go fast <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean yeah so how the fuck does Ben Wheatley end up with the Meg two I don't know and it, it I, that's why I'm excited it's called Meg two I'm... the trench. <laughs> Okay, so now I'm starting to... Okay, so they're like, they're deep in this like super trippy undersea. So they're going to have like these weird bioluminescent alien fish and shit like that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Maybe maybe the shark is bioluminescent. Who fucking knows? There's so, there's so many opportunities for this to go super malignant weird. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I hope they go bonkers with it. I mean, I I don't have super high hopes, but that would be fantastic if they did. That's honestly, if you would have gave me 24 hours and said, (laughs) name every movie. This is a movie that came out in the last few years 
that Ben Wheatley's doing this, the sequel of. Right. And your life depends on guessing it, I would be dead. <laughs> yeah, I could absolutely. Never. You'd, That's you'd be bizarre. like the lighthouse too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That is exactly where my head would go. It would be something like like the lighthouse. Yeah, and you would you the would, complete opposite. You would start naming Meg. like all these weird, you know, hereditary too. Just a whole bunch of things that he didn't have anything to do with, but he's close enough to like Mandy too. Is he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Mandy too, electric boogaloo. Yeah. I um uh I I'm I'm baffled by that. I'm baffled by that. It's great. Um I will see it a hundred percent now. Um but all right. Uh let's let's go on to the next one. So the the next one that I went so this is one it's kind of tricky in the last couple of years when you talk about like release dates and when stuff came out. Because you always have like those, especially like little indie films that like get, they debut at like a festival somewhere mm-hmm. and then they don't actually end up getting picked up for any type of theatrical release or even a streaming release for maybe a year, two years after. But this is one that that was debuted at a couple of festivals back in 2019, but n- I don't think it had any type of significant theatrical release and then it got released in february 2021 on streaming it's jordan graham Sater, hmm. s-a-t-o-r um and i watched this right when it came out i think it was streaming on on shutter or one of those things but it's streaming i think it's now out on on um on t- i think you can watch it on two I, I keep but passing I, over it on prime i believe so <laughs> yeah so it looks the reason I watched it, I, that's why I think that I watched it on Shutter. Is I, I typically, and again this year not as much, but I will typically watch like whatever new kind of stuff pop up on Shutter. This one, I think that's why I watched it because this is a movie that is not. I mean, it hasn't really had any degree of marketing in any real way. I've just got there's been some like good uh, kind of word of mouth around it, but the imagery of the movie, if you see it, feels very humdrum it like you look at some of the imagery if you google image this movie you would be like i've seen movies like that you know what i mean but it's done really really well it's extremely it's a slow burn it's extremely kind of moody flick for sure um and the high points of it are not you know, it doesn't have a crazy tagline. It doesn't have a crazy, you know, plot. It's not, you know what I mean? It's, it's not, you know, it's not like the, the when you say like it has a crazy ending, you know, you got to go watch it. The thing that really, it's a combination of like great sound design, really, really uh, atmospheric cinematography that communicates a lot about the, the film um but it is you have to be in the mood for kind of a slow burn okay. so i'll i'll but there are some really genuinely um creepy parts as well and i think some of um jordan graham i i, I don't think he's really done a whole lot else um of note he has a couple of other directing credits r- writing and directing credits that i think are are stuff that personally i'm not um not familiar with and and doesn't seem to have a lot of notoriety online but this one i was really really good so he wrote it he produced it he directed it um you know clocks in into under an hour and a half so it's it's a relatively quick watch but it does um it it does burn pretty slow i would not thematically not story wise but did you watch a few couple years ago maybe hagazusa 
that came out? Um, no, that's another one that's like okay, perpetually just on a list that <laughs> yeah gets cycled. It reminded me of that in the sense that again, not same thematically. I mean, Hagazus is like a, a, a like a period piece, and this is modern. Mm-hmm. But my point is like it has this very like a lot of like ambient kind of droning sound design okay. that really adds to the atmosphere of it. Um, it's not quite as abrasive as Hagazusa, but it just reminded me of that in, in that way. So I'll, really quick to the point synopsis here on Rotten Tomatoes, so I'll, I'll read it real quick. But secluded in a desolate forest, a broken family is observed by the demon satyr who is attempting to claim them. Um, so it is a pretty almost folk here folk horror type of thing Mm -hmm. where this demon is you know has been like tormenting this family and is trying to i don't know you you never really know take their souls whatever the fuck demons do but um they it's just really slow burn really like building of dread kind of thing and there's some really great scenes with the the kind of main character's uh, grandmother, I think it is not his mother. I think it's his grandmother where she is kind of like they never really come out and say, but I think she's maybe suffering from um, uh, like Alzheimer's or something like that. She's definitely got dementia or Alzheimer's. And but she is still very aware of this demon that's in their life and in the lives of their family. And the way she talks about it is really, really creepy. And I feel like she's not an actor <laughs> um she's like uh it's almost like somebody brought their actual you know grandma <laughs> or something in and it just makes it su- it just they just pull it off right. it's super real it's super creepy and uh yeah just a really fun kind of atmospheric slow burn horror that like there's so many people trying to do right now because they can be very cheap to make and they're very like there's a lot of filmmakers that are going like watching these more artsy type of horror movies and going, I could make that. And then they do a really bad job of it. This just <laughs> is really well, pull, well pulled off. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it, the, this new kind of slow burn and then, uh, not, not necessarily trying to make it heady. Cause I think the filmmakers realize their script isn't as heady as these a 24 things. Yeah. Um, but there, there's, a production value that you don't need. Um, yeah. There's a, uh, there's another film you you were talking about it, and I just want to. I forget what year it was even from, and I forget the name. And I'm terrible at this. <laughs> but what it, what it, was it about? It's about uh, a guy who has assumedly locked the devil into his basement, um, and then his family comes to visit him, and like he, it's very clear that like he's losing his mind. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. It, you're not talking about um uh uh we're still here. No, no, no. We're still here. Yeah, no. no, that's not locked in the basement. That's more like haunting in the house kind of thing. That sounds super familiar, though. Yeah. It, it, oh, I trapped the devil. There you go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw I saw that yeah. one. So yeah, it, it's very similar to that. Um, mm-hmm. the the next film I wanted to bring up also has like a lot of the same uh kind of thematic. Uh, like being a slow burn and playing more with like psychological stuff is a uh, mm-hmm. blood conscious and that came out in 2021 yeah so this one i like this film a lot and it's very simple mm-hmm. in that it, it's basically just 
starts with three people going and they're just on a trip out to cabins like if they're mm-hmm. they're on their way they're talking about how there's just you know their families are all vacationing out there so it's a brother and a sister and the sister's uh fiance yeah. and they're all headed out that way to go vacation and when they get there they find that the entire lakeside vacationing plot has like been killed like everybody oh just like okay. just families dead all over the place well, yeah yeah it's a lot sure <laughs> it's a lot yeah 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 and then they find a guy that'll ruin the whole vacation right. it'll, ruin it'll the just whole vacation. put a dark clown over the whole yeah. vacation <laughs> real super bummer um and then they and then they're confronted with the guy who killed them all and the guy who killed them all like is saying that they all turned into demons Oh Jesus! So, so you—that's not what I expected you to say. I thought it was going to be like some like natural phenomenon mm-hmm. type of thing, or you know, no, but it's just one dude. Yeah, yeah, it's just one dude, and like you get confronted, like so. Uh, it's also worth noting that like the the family is black, so you mm-hmm. it it doesn't take on the full like uh, deep racial um, you know, commentary that mm-hmm. like a get out would or us or us yeah. yeah i was gonna say it sounds a little bit like us a yeah, little, a little bit, bit yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah. like it's obviously part of the subtext gotcha uh, of like because i believe everybody that the the family's confronted with is white so like the the yeah. guy who shot everybody around them the mass shooter he's white mm-hmm. and then they come in contact with a survivor and she's white and then there's just she turns basically into a Karen without being like hit <laughs> on the head nose, <laughs> but like yeah, she's, yeah. she's being very much a Karen and like a antagonist to them despite surviving this mass shooting. And gotcha. so the whole movie is playing with the psych, the psychology of like, were these people actually demons? You know, mm-hmm. obviously they don't want to believe it because part of the people, you know, the, the victims were their mother and father who were killed. So they, oh, okay, you know, and it it goes back and forth, and but they're not like so the people who did the murdering are not like fully unhinged seeming. Oh no, he the guy like the guy seems completely off his rocker because he's oh, okay. claiming that he shot demons, but like he shot their mother and father, and like they right. weren't they weren't there for the events. They arrive yeah. after the events happen, so it's it's trying to piece together okay. what happened. And, uh, yeah, he also, like, he takes them at gunpoint as well, so they weren't prepared for that, and there's a lot of back and forth of, like, you know, him being captured and then him coming back, and then you start to get scary things in the woods, and, you know, like, I don't want to spoil too much about it, because I think it's, you know, a pretty good, and then uh, the ending is, uh, it's good enough, it's satisfying in a way. Yeah. It could, you know, could be a sequel, it doesn't have to be type of thing so gotcha yeah so it's a little open-ended yeah but I, th- I think i think it's a good film because it is you know so social commentary wise it is a little higher ele- elevated than just your average horror film mm-hmm. you know so there is that thoughtfulness about you know you know how do people interact with each other but it's not full-on as probably not as developed as like get out so gotcha yeah yeah, that one's been on my my uh, to watch list on uh, Letterbox for a while, mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah, haven't pulled the trigger yet. Yeah. But but also it, yeah, it's obviously very low budget because you know you don't there's there's not forty million dollars thrown at a demon, so 
<laughs> yeah. Listen, we don't all have $40 million to throw at a demon. Right. Um, so the next one that I was going to talk about um, is, again, one that I think was released maybe for a festival or something like that in 2020. But ultimately, the the streaming release happened in, uh, in 2021, which was uh, Boys from County Hell. Um, which I haven't seen a lot of buzz about, and that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it. It it's not a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination, but I really, really enjoyed it. And I watch a bunch of shit movies, um, <laughs> and I watch a lot of movies that like people are like, "Oh, you got to watch this. this is great." And I watch them like, oh, "Okay, whatever." Let me let me ask and you: movies, Is this movie yeah. Irish? Um, it is. Okay, good, because that's a very strong that's a very strong Pogues reference. If nobody yeah. knows that that's a Pogues reference. <laughs> like, yes, it is. It is very Irish. So it's directed by, I think is I think the way you would, you would uh, pronounce it is Baugh, Chris Baugh. Mm-hmm. Um, again, nothing else I've seen from this guy. Um, this is, I don't know if I, I would probably call it a horror comedy. It's, it's, it's not horror comedy in the sense that, uh, you know, Shaun of the Dead is a horror comedy, right. um, but it definitely has a lot of, of levity, a lot of funny lines, a lot of kind of, uh, you know, patter between the the main characters that are like a kind of a group of friends. Um, in any case, uh, I'll, I'll read the I'll read the synopsis real quick, because I think, holy shit, it's long. But <laughs> um, so strange, strange events unfold in Six Mile Hill, a sleepy Irish town that claims to have been traveled uh, by famed author Bram Stoker when construction on a new road disrupts the alleged grave of a Barach. I don't know. That's the closest I'm going to get to the pronunciation. <laughs> a legendary Irish vampire said to have inspired Dracula. Deadly and sinister forces terrorize the work crew led uh, by Francie Moffat and her son, Eugene, his son, Eugene, a free spirited young man who prefers pints to pickaxes. My God, this is this is a little bit uh, uh, over the top description. <laughs> and they're forced to fight to survive the night while exposing the true horror that resides in the town's local myth. So um, that was very lyrical and over the top. But what it is, is basically they have this kind of, uh, you know, very rural Irish countryside where they have this, um, you know, kind of, uh, I guess, grave you know grave site or whatever of what's supposed to be this ancient vampire and they have a lot of uh, tourists that come out to this area because it's supposed to their local legend is that it inspired bram stoker to write dracula mm. um and they uh they like to you know fuck with the the tourists and scare them and shit like that when they come out to this this random you know it's almost looks like it's out in the moor or something i know that's scottish but that's kind of what it what it looks like <laughs> Um, it, but it, I mean, you're essentially just evoking, you know, a, a, a werewolf in London. Yeah, it feels like uh, the setting from American Werewolf in London to a to a certain extent. But ultimately, you know, there's like a there's supposed to be this uh, big highway that's coming through, and it's going to bring all types of you know uh, jobs and prosperity to this little tiny you know rustic uh, uh, kind of downtrodden town. So they're pressured to knock down this this monument to make way for it, and they ultimately do, which, as you might imagine, uh, summons some motherfucking vampires. So um, it, it's definitely 
definitely has kind of Shaun the Dead vibes in that it's, I wouldn't say it's like a buddy comedy kind of feel to it, but it is definitely um, a good mix. And this is what I like the most about it, it is uh, of kind of funny, clever, quick dialogue um, with some like genuinely hectic, scary high tension moments would you would you um, say it, it's more like a guy Ritchie film yeah i like with, that with like that the, description a little bit the banter that's like in snatch and lock and stock. yeah i was yeah. gonna i was literally gonna say like take snatch and and add some vampires yeah you're not too far <laughs> off um they're not they're not criminals you know right. it doesn't have that like wannabe get carter kind of feel to it but it definitely has a um yeah a, a lot of banter between a lot of quick witted banter um, I'm also, you know, a sucker for, uh, you know, I'm kind of an Anglophile, <laughs> admittedly. <laughs> so anything like English, Irish, you know, kind of like uh, charm to it, I always like. But it's a contemporary story. And yeah, the people just seem very kind of genuine and they're not unreal. They're very realistic characters. It's just like a group of friends who like the one friend's dad owns a, you know, construction company or whatever. <laughs> and uh, so they're just like, I guess we got to work for the, you know what I mean? They don't really know what the fuck they're doing. They're just like, you know, kind of there's a coming of age narrative kind of under the surface too. And, uh, and there's a lot of like kind of fun, almost, I, I would don't think it's out you know speaking out of school to say there's probably some like evil dead type of influence here um where there's a lot of like kind of wacky action scenarios that play out that are like kind of scary intense and then get interrupted with like a moment of of levity so um it's fun it's a fun watch keep your uh it'll keep your attention and uh i don't know just never saw any really anybody talk about it so i figured it was probably worth worth bringing up it's stuck in my head i think i think of the ones you've mentioned so far today that that one you've sold me the most on. I'm hey, going to go check that. that one out first. Hmm. I'm going to hmm. check out all the hmm. ones we've talked about. But yeah, yeah, I'm going to. I'm uh, there's a couple that were on the list that we were going to talk about. I was like, fuck, I'm going to watch that this week, and I never did. So, <laughs> well, cool. What do you What do you got? Um, I don't know. I got I got a whole bunch that like like Blood Red Sky. I thought was pretty good. Go see that. Uh, Titan. I want to suggest super bad, but I don't I, want to talk about because that's another film that you should watch completely cold. That's what you told me. And I actually was going to watch it last night. Mm-hmm. And full disclosure, I got sucked into watching that fucking Green Bay San Francisco game, mm-hmm. which I'm glad I watched because it was fun. And the, there was an upset right at the end. But then once it was over, I'm like, I'm too tired to start a movie yeah. right now. Especially um, a French so one where you have to read. So <laughs> Yeah, I just didn't have the attention span at that point. Yeah, that, that so. movie is so fucking wild, but I don't I can't say anything. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna watch. It it's all. It's also horror tangential. I wouldn't call it a full horror, but okay. Okay, is. I know nothing about it, so that's why I'm like, I'm glad. I'm kind of glad you're not talking about it because I do yeah, want to yeah. go into a loop yeah. line because that's what you told me to but do. Yeah. So I, I, I just want to put that out for everybody. Go see it. Uh, so I guess the one I just I'll wrap up on is, is as far as movies I saw that uh, you didn't see. Uh, Nobody sleeps in the woods two came out. Yeah, I didn't didn't watch yeah, it yet. Yeah. I remember I really enjoyed the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you'll if you enjoyed the first one, you'll really enjoy the second one. Uh, the second one picks up right as the first one ended, which I, mm-hmm. I always love in films. <laughs> like we yeah. we just talked about Dead Snow and Dead Snow Two picks up right after Dead Snow, and I like that. Right, right. Uh, same yeah. thing on this one. 
and then it takes a hard fucking left that I did not expect. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, that's good. I like that because I because the first one kind of did that a little mm-hmm. bit where you thought it was just going to be like a straightforward slasher. And then all of a sudden it was like, whoa, space aliens. All right. Space space. Uh, uh, they were like parasites or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was like it was a it was a black ooze that infected people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much I want to give away, but I, I guess I'll yeah I'll have to. The yeah, go ahead, go the, ahead. The heroine of the first film, yeah, is she becomes a monster. She gets oh, she that's gets infected. Sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it it takes this uh, it just takes this turn of humanizing the monsters in a way. Weird. Yeah. Yeah, it, but they're still like totally fucking like destroying everything and uh, humanizing her as a monster or humanizing the big uh, 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 Billy Bacon. So those guys, guys actually get put in jail for for a good portion, <laughs> a hard portion of the film. Like, yeah, usually aliens don't like jail doesn't work great for, on yeah. aliens. So so like, yeah, that's I mean, that's where the film picks up. It picks up, you know, at the end of one. And yeah. you had, I believe it's the end of one, you had the one girl and the the one fat uh, killer, like, in a yeah. cabin. And it ro- it yeah. starts with the cops rolling up on that cabin and arresting everybody. And then... So, wait, was the big giant... Because they were hu- enormous, yeah. murderous aliens, yeah. you know, infected aliens. Were they just like... All right, take me to jail. Like, let them cuff him. Like, how does how do you put somebody like that in jail? It, it, they just did they take him to Jurassic Park? Like, you would think. You, you would think yeah. they would have to put him behind electric fences, but no, they put him in just like a regular jail, <laughs> and they seem. Now I want to watch just for that. It's, 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 see how it's, they pull that yeah, off. It's so ridiculous, but it, they just had to do something because they completely shift everything to her, and mm-hmm. a new character you're introduced to who is like a, a rookie cop. And, okay. and like he's just like completely abused and taken advantage of by like his co-workers and mm-hmm. just yeah so you, you start empathizing with him more than anything yeah uh, and then I won't uh, reveal anything more about what happens to him and his character but yeah it uh, it goes in some definite directions that I didn't expect and there's mm-hmm. a scene that is uh, just will stick with you for a long time and it is gross <laughs> I'm see I'm on board now because that's really all I care about in horror movies now is just su- being surprised yeah. <laughs> because I watch so many fucking terrible movies that I go I know exactly what's gonna happen mm-hmm. and, and I just lose interest so if you say there's a, a hard turn yeah that's gonna make yeah, you want to watch it it is definitely not a rehash of the first I can say mm-hmm. that for sure so <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, because that was such a, if I recall, and it's been, uh, well, it was just last year, but that was such a, um, you know, kind of homage to, to Western slashers mm-hmm. and, you know, in so many ways. So it's interesting to to see where they would take. It just doesn't feel like a movie that, I mean, it's a movie that could have a sequel, obviously does, but it's just not a movie that you would think like, oh, they're definitely going to make a sequel. Right, right. And it's not... I remember you saying that they were... I think it was in production last year we talked about mm-hmm. it, but... Yeah, it was in production when we first started talking about it, and then it was coming out, you know, it came out October 2021, so... 
Gotcha. I watched it and boy oh boy, I was very I was happy with like what they did. It was just because yeah. like right. you were saying, like the first one was such an homage to Western slashers. They could have just easily mm-hmm. followed and like yeah. done something like with the monsters, you know, expanding or just killing new campers. It could have been yeah, yeah. it could have been something very easy down the line. Nope. They took a real hard turn. They did something completely different, and I, uh, I'll say I hope there's a three. Nice, yeah. <laughs> nice. So, Velociraptors, right? <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Wink. I, I know what you. I know. What, I, I can smell where you're cooking. Yeah, I can smell where you're cooking. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do we want to talk about? We have one more on the list that I know we've both seen. Mm-hmm. Is that what, is that what we want to yeah, talk about yeah. now? Let's wrap it up with one more that we both saw. Which is the the anthology VHS ninety four? Did you were you a fan of the um, of the first VHS films? I think I liked the first two. I think Viral was the one that kind of uh, lost me that I didn't like. Yeah, but yeah, first one I I remember I didn't like every single thing in the mm-hmm. first one, but I remember a couple things. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then the second one was like, eh, and then yeah, I was the same way. The Viral, uh, I was uh, uh, kind of lost me, but. I watched this one because, well, it was on Shutter and it popped up or whatever, but just there was a lot of buzz around this yeah. one. Like, I feel like viral, like really just flew under the radar and people kind of didn't like it. And then this one, obviously, I would say this one, maybe the most popular so far, like it really re-energized the, the franchise in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it definitely got a lot of buzz. And so this is a Shutter exclusive and original. Yeah. So like, I think they had a lot of things in mind when they, this is definitely like resurrecting a series for people specifically in mind. Whereas I think some of the other viral films were obviously trying to be wider releases or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe even just trying to grab red box bucks, you know, not really thinking about the films they put in, but the films that are included in this anthology definitely have like a lot of care and like, you know, good sense to them. Yeah, and I think this is an example of, and I don't know the exact history of the production of this movie, but some of these Shutter exclusives are, you can tell that they were kind of made to be Shutter exclusives, and other ones were movies that just maybe hadn't found a home and then Shutter grabbed a hold mm-hmm. of kind of thing and and released them as a Shutter exclusive for a period of time. They probably had some sort of, you know, agreement for X number of months. It's going to only be on Shutter and then it's released, you know, more widely. Um, but this one felt like it was a little bit more geared towards the Shutter audience. I don't know if that's if that's accurate, but it felt that way. Yeah, yeah, I, I I would say like that it was it was definitely yeah like it was definitely trying to hit the the mm-hmm. people they knew that were gonna get it more than anything else yeah. and then like if it goes out if it goes out it goes out but mm-hmm. yeah yeah more so more so than like I don't even remember anything in viral like <laughs> no I literally couldn't remember one one sequence from it yeah. if you ask me I I do not remember anything about it this one I mean the one that sticks out. Actually, oddly enough, the one I liked the most was, and I didn't even realize the name of the title until I just looked it up, which was Storm Drain, which most people would know as, uh, you know, as the Rat Man or Ratma. Ratma, hail Ratma. Like, that was the one that definitely feels like it got the most kind of in the social consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um 
but uh, it, it was also um, there was that little <laughs> commercial kind of thing at the beginning that was um, directed and edited by Steve uh, Kostansky, um, which Basher. I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that was him as yeah. well. But, um, you know, it was just such a. It, it was such a weird, surreal type of, you know, story about, you know, th- there was the whole like ritual aspect of it. It was like, obviously, you know, the same kind of found footage format. But then it also had like something that made felt to me a little bit like the WNUF Halloween special, um, where it was like it was like a shot. It was almost like somebody had recorded a tape I mean, you saw the behind the scenes stuff of, of, you know, the found footage from the cameraman, but you also saw this like actual footage that was aired too. Right. you know what I mean? Um, which I kind of thought was cool. And uh, just like a really bizarre, weird monster that stuck with you. And that was that was probably the one I liked the most. But the one I remembered the most was the um, uh, 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 what was it called? The subject, the Indonesian yeah. one. That was the most over the top one by far. <laughs> that, that one is it's great. Uh, yeah. It something about it doesn't completely hit with me. Yeah, they tried to do. I didn't love everything about it either. Yeah. I, I'm trying to pinpoint what what I didn't love about it. I think it is. So it's definitely this kind of like futuristic sci-fi dystopian type of thing right Mm -hmm. um and it's instead of like a found footage you know vhs tape or something it's like this um like body cam almost type of footage right? right um i think what i didn't like about it is it almost felt i think a couple things and and again i liked it overall but one of the things that was like a detractor for me is it at a point, it almost felt like, um, what the fuck was that? Oh, Tokyo Gore Police, where it was just like sensory overload. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, Jesus Christ, like how much of this are we going to do kind of <laughs> yeah, thing? Yeah, um, And also, I think unlike some other found footage movies where you like don't necessarily, even just the the, the Rotmo when we were talking about where you're like, you thought the heroine was going to like survive or whatever, but then she, she did, but... You know, she was ultimately like part of the whole plan or whatever. So she didn't come out unscathed. This one is like you kind of already know what happens to the 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 protagonist. So it's like you don't have as much stakes, I guess. I don't yeah, know. The, yeah, the stakes aren't there because, you know, essentially the film is, is this Dr. Frankenstein is trying to marry people in machine. And then right. he's, he, he gets busted up by the local police who are mm-hmm. corrupt and evil, which, uh, it, that like, I don't know, <laughs> like maybe I'm, yeah, maybe yeah. I'm losing something culturally, but it's like, yeah, police are corrupt, but it's like, are they really like just this murderous about things? And yeah, it's like North Korea style, like over the top, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, militant Gestapo police force kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. Yeah. It was just a little too Gestapo-y, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess maybe they would react to like seeing abominations like this. I don't know. Yeah. But you're, you're seeing everything from the point of view, almost like Robocop. 
Robocop in that one, <laughs> the one Robocop scene. <laughs> like, yeah. you're seeing everything from the point of view of, like, one of the doctor's victims. Right. And then eventually it turns into, like, Doom. Like, <laughs> it becomes yeah. Doom. Yeah, like, it really does. It, yeah, it yeah. really does. Even, even like, what he's fighting against and stuff. Yeah. The, yeah. It's, it's over the top a little bit. It just becomes a little bit of that sensory overload, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It felt like a video game. Yeah, right. Yeah, it became yeah. Wolfenstein of, yeah. in Doom and just you're in first person and you're like shooting and fighting and it's like, okay, yeah, this is fun. It works. Like there's other like full-blown movies like Hardcore Henry that mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's, it's a fun exercise, but at the same time, like you're saying, it, it, you get overloaded a little bit. Yeah. In so. my mind, for whatever reason, when I think about this movie, like that movie is the one I have more like mental images of i guess i don't mm-hmm. i'm not sure why but yeah yeah i mean because well, the imagery is great it, yeah it's like very imagery. visually stunning movie or, or, or yeah sure yeah. i guess As, aside aside from like the ratma creature yeah like everything else is pretty down the middle and things that you've seen in the past because the it's vampires and zombies and the other two mm-hmm. so it's not yeah it's not uh yeah, this one definitely sticks out as far as like visual stuff. But yeah, the the other ones, um, I know. I, so when I look at it, I remember Empty Wake, right? That was mm-hmm. the one with the the woman who's kind of like manning the uh, the 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 empty wake right she's at the funeral home you know and and shit starts to kind of go awry and it does go a little bit over the top than you expect it to be and i remember thinking that one was probably the weakest of the lot um in my mind um i did like the terror it was called terror which was yeah. about the like mo- like like redneck militia folks who uh yeah ultimately get fucked up by vampires um yeah just to touch on the empty wake real quickly yeah it reminded me of something that like should have been in spooky scary stories to tell in the dark yeah scary yeah (laughs) yeah it did feel like because it was all in one room and Mm -hmm. it was like you knew exactly what was going to happen yeah um and it just was prolonging that so it was one of these things where like you know what's going to happen but the protagonist doesn't and um I don't know. It just, there wasn't a lot going on. Again, I do like that it kind of went a little bit over the top and went like a little more like a, I don't say like apocalyptic almost, you know? Um, But I don't know. It just was, that was probably not, probably my least favorite one. Although I don't remember the first one, Holy Hell. I think Holy Hell is the that's oh the that wrap that's the wraparound stuff. yeah that's yeah. the wraparound right so Storm Drain we talked about the Empty Wake the subject and then Terror was uh, yeah yeah was the vampire one so yeah yeah that was the wraparound you're right yeah yeah I wholly enjoyed Terror like me too yeah it the the whole just bumbling asshole militia <laughs> when the <laughs> one just starts killing people with the 50 cow mouth yeah. on the truck he's like oh fuck and he starts shooting everybody <laughs> just stupid people in charge of things that they shouldn't be in charge of yeah and they think they're like rainbow six or something and they're just yeah. a bunch of fucking puds out in the woods yeah <laughs> it's always they it's always meal team six when it comes up on twitter when they see just like meal fat schlubby dudes in, in with camo. slack jackets on yeah, yeah. And, and like there's there's just funny scenes of like uh i, I like when they're like casing the place that they're going to attack <laughs> right it's just bumbling out in public. <laughs> they're just, yeah, they're just complete fucking nimrods. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's nice. And then, and then of course it makes it, it it's, it's surprising because it, it does take a left turn, but mm-hmm. also it's like when the one guy's like, fuck this, I'm going in, goes in Rambo style. And then he, um, um, when he comes out, he just <laughs> explodes. Like, yeah. yeah, it's just like, it takes you back a little bit. Um, I like that one a lot too. That one actually might be tied for my favorite one. That was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I like it a lot and it's just, it, it, it's worth watching just for that and but everything else in it the only thing i didn't like actually was like the way the wraparound ended i'm trying to remember how did the wraparound end it's been it some ended. months it, so like so the whole wraparound is that you're following a swat right a police squad through um some weird it, i'm like you obviously look like going through art installations what it looks like yeah all the screens and everything yeah yeah and then but like it, the the cops stop at screens and wind up watching these horror videos which is kind of like what was it the second one where they broke into the house and they're just like watching some shit while they're breaking they're breaking yeah yeah breaking and entering so like yeah, the, yeah. the wraparounds in these movies have never really been strong mm-hmm. to be honest with you probably but oh yeah, yeah. The and vehicle. then they're like eyes are gouged out or whatever yeah and yeah. then it and it, the way this wraparound ends is like two of the women that were on the SWAT team were oh, actually God. in charge of yeah and it's just like what who cares though like yeah. what do you, <laughs> how what's does your, that do anything <laughs> yeah what's your end goal and then also was this like the really the culmination of your master plan here <laughs> yeah. to just like get your co-workers in here and be mean to them um, <laughs> I know I'm exa- got some <laughs> it's a little bit of, yeah it's right. a little bit of an understatement I mean they gouge <laughs> their eyes out that's a little bit more than me but yeah I, it does I ca- we got some cops to watch some scary movies. <laughs> oh, we did. Uh-huh. <laughs> Time to take over the world. Dude, what if I saw a hot girl while I was dressed cool? <laughs> it's that, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah, You can. T- it's a testament to how not good it was that I completely forgot how it ended. But overall, I really enjoyed the whole thing. But yeah, the wraparound was a bit of a throwaway. Yeah. It, like you said, the, the, the wraparounds on other VHS films are like not good either i think one of them was like in a converted van that they discovered i remember that yeah, yeah. it was basically like i mean i get it you're doing an anthology of found footage that's hard mm-hmm. that's tough to to um the first one was you know they just kind of it's just been a rehash of the rough round from the first movie yeah you know so but that's not why you watch it unless it's body bags and then i am 100 <laughs> percent watching it for the wraparound um so well excellent any anything else any other films we were going to talk about i don't know i mean there, there's a couple other ones that definitely came out that i saw that i'm like eh, eh half yeah. and half on yeah the oh my god the the resident evil movie that came out you told me how horseshit it is but i have not watched it what a fucking piece of dog poop that is well isn't it i heard because i remember when they announced it that they said it was going to be a little bit more tied to like resident evil 2 right so it's like like, leon and claire and yeah it's like they took resident evil 1 and 2 and tried to tell both video games at the same time (laughs) with people who look nothing like (laughs) as you remember from the video games you know what they should have done took uh, Luke Wilson's cameo in Scream 2 where mm-hmm. he is supposed to with the hair made yeah. him Leon because he up. had Leon hair. He could have been uh, Leon. He could have been Chris. Could have been yeah. either. Yeah, and the they thing all is had that nobody in this looks like anybody and like <laughs> Jill Valentine is barely kind of in the film 
Yeah. And there was one, there was one like little cameo that made me like go, oh, and it's, it's, um, if you know, uh, Letter Kenny. I've, uh, I, I just watched the first couple of episodes. Yeah. So <laughs> the, 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 the guy, Derry. Yeah. He, he is in Resident Evil as Brad, the helicopter pilot. <laughs> and I think he literally has one or two lines yeah at all yeah <laughs> but it's just funny because it's like oh hey something somebody i know and then like he's not in the film at all <laughs> well so does it take place in the mansion or in the police station or both? yes <laughs> <laughs> now i like i'm very because i was gonna say just spoil it because i'm never gonna watch it but now it sounds so stupid i kind of want to watch it because i lived for those games when i was a kid like no i, I spoiled to... i already spoiled it, it <laughs> they're doing both films at the same time Ugh. they're both doing both <laughs> do they at least do like fan service to like the games oh there's so much fan service. Oh, okay yeah. then i'm yeah. gonna watch it. i'm a sucker yeah. for that shit yeah there's so much fan service like like if you're if you do they even do like those... some of the terrible voice acting from the first movie and stuff i mean yeah there's terrible acting <laughs> <laughs> what if they were like when they were like guys the performances were terrible and they were like yeah but that's fan service to the first game right yeah <laughs> No, they do the they do like the full on, like from the first game where you first encounter a zombie. He turns around or he's yeah. on his knees. Yeah, yeah. Like they do that shot, right? Yeah. So they completely recreate that, but you're already like forty minutes into the movie. Oh God, <laughs> so yeah, that's like, got to be in the opening scene. You've got to yeah. put that in the opening scene, or or do something that happens in the opening cinema of the second game, you know, mm -hmm. or something yeah. with a zombie in the back seat or whatever. Yeah, there's there's like one effective scene I feel that's in the mansion um, with Chris, and it's just like one of those scenes where like. He, everything is illuminated by gunshot. Mm -mm. Okay. So, so you get the kind flashes of, an, of what's happening yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of an interesting scene, but otherwise, yeah, it is a it is a fucking mess. Yeah. <laughs> watch it. Watch it if you want to see a messy bitch, but... <laughs> <laughs> Where is it streaming? Because if it's free, I'll watch it, but I ain't paying money for this. Mm, I don't know. I don't know that it's free anywhere. All right. I'll I don't look, think I'll it look. is. I'll look. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll wait two months until it's on Tubi or whatever. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know that it's free anywhere legal. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> well, we have done it. We've talked about some of our favorite movies of 2021 and I think this is a fun uh, a fun exercise. Maybe we can we'll do uh, you know, biannually or whatever. Which is biannually? Yeah. Is that every 6 months or every 2 years? Um That's every 2 years. Uh, yeah, okay, not biannually. <laughs> sure. What's what what am I trying to say? semi-annually semi that's what i meant yes semi-annually no semi-annually is every two anyway what i'm trying to say <laughs> boys and girls is every you know couple times a fucking year get off my back we'll talk about uh, some of the new stuff because it's just like you said it's just like an embarrassment of riches in the in the horror genre right now with just mm -hmm. so many fucking cool things to watch so um and then next time uh well wait, let me think let me think let me think next episode is gonna be our showdown, right? No, next episode no. will be our announcements of what uh, the movies yeah, will yeah, be yeah, watching yeah, for yeah, our yeah, showdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be right. That'll be the last one in January. I forgot there is. Yeah. There's five five Mondays in January. Five Mondays. I forgot about all that mess. And then we'll. So next episode, tune in to hear us uh, announce what 
horror comedy movies uh, that we should talk about, uh, or we are going to talk about. And if you have any suggestions for horror comedy movies that perhaps we have not seen that are, maybe will be in the running, yeah, throw them over there in the, on the social medias. Follow us over there at uh, Instagram, Twitter, and all that stuff for Halloween is forever. Uh, anything else I'm forgetting? Nope, that's about it. That's the damn podcast. So, um, yeah, tune in next week to hear our suggestions. And we don't know what we're going to do next week yet, so we'll figure it out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>